You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me on the DU Podcast once again is Kevin Cry, the Texas Waterfowl Program Leader. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing quite well. And yourself? Doing well, doing well. We are on the uh, precipice. We are right up against the opener for our duck season, at least where I hunt in Arkansas. I know you guys in Texas open randomly with the size of the state there's different openers yeah. here and there i know some of the guys that that did open i've heard some pretty good reports and um, but i wanted to get you on here today we could just go through texas we can talk about what the habitat looks like what it looked like going into and coming out of teal season going into the big duck regular season and then what really we're going to be looking at as duck hunters really hit the ground running probably you know after thanksgiving into december yes, sir. so let's go ahead and start with you know going into teal season the habitat that you guys had because i know we did some migration alerts where we were talking about it's really dry and i started getting some emails from people up that live where you do in northern texas we're like hey man it ain't dry <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. especially from my co-host uh, dr mike brazier he always has to send a corrective email if uh, if there's anything <laughs> and i'm trying to explain to him like it said south texas man it's not all of texas <laughs> uh, but yeah let's yeah. go ahead and kick that off and just kind of wanted to hear how how teal season was and how the habitat looked all going right. into it yeah, yeah. Um, the good and the bad of, of Texas is that it's, it's huge. And so, yeah, it's definitely um, conditions are typically, and once again this year, very different from one end of the state to the other. And so, yeah, uh, you know, going into to September, yeah, we were we were uh, experiencing extreme to near record drought throughout most of the state of Texas. Um, and so literally the only place that really wasn't in that kind of extreme drought condition was uh, the high plains of the Texas Panhandle, uh, you know, dominated by plow wetlands. And that's purely because of a record uh, May for, for the most part. Um, in my house alone, you know, just outside Amarillo, we had just under 25 inches of rain in the month of May alone, which, you know, it was, you know, beyond record. The, the, the year prior, we had 11 inches of rain the entire year. So extreme, extreme rain events that we were experiencing uh, up here. And, and you know, for the most part, after May, you know, the you know, kind of like everything these days, the water uh, faucet cut off and really haven't had any input since. But that extreme rain event certainly 
persisted throughout the summer, even though we lost quite a bit of water. Uh, but right now, we're probably sitting as be- as good as we have in the last decade uh, for surface water in the in the high plains. So uh, it's certainly not uniform across the entire high plains, but there is pockets where there's abundant water. Um, the only unfortunate thing about it is that you know we really don't grow aquatic vegetation up here. Um, uh, you know, once water hits the landscape, this landscape, you know, it really needs that dry cycle so that, you know, uh, terrestrial vegetation, emergent vegetation can grow and then hope to get that flooded later in the year. So when that water hit the landscape, it really kind of prevented, you know, the really good duck foods, if you will, the moist soil plants from germinating and growing and then getting flooded. So the reality is a lot of the water on the landscape up here is just kind of big, open, receded water with not a lot of vegetation in it. Um, and so it's not, you know, the most ducky looking stuff, but things like sandhill cranes and pintails and green winged teal, they're, they're going to do just fine. And the reality of this landscape is those birds are here because we have abundant waste grain uh, with, you know, the core, corn agriculture and milo and winter wheat and things. So um, they're really not coming here to get foods out of the ply. They're coming here to have a place to swim so they can go out to fields. So we'll see. It's, it's looking pretty good. And as you mentioned, we are open. Um, everywhere statewide now for ducks and geese you know the high plain zone uh, opened a couple weeks ago our south zone opened about a week ago and then our north zone opened uh, this past uh, weekend so you know we're wide open uh the rest of the state going into teal season was bad really bad but you know we have you know that phenomenon if you will uh, along the texas coast and our rice belt where we have very we're very fortunate to have ducks and duck hunting is big business it's very, very commercial now, and and we have um, a number of private landowners and cl- hunting clubs that really, really think of it as a business, and they spend a lot of time, money, and energy making sure that there's good habitat on the landscape, and and even in a drought, you know, you know, they're obviously got straws in the ground, pumping groundwater, um, creating amazing habitat. And man, they rolled into teal season, you know, with a very, very dry North Texas, very dry Northeast Texas, a very dry Central Texas, for the most part, a very dry flyway, you know, all the way up through Kansas and the Dakotas, um, you know, until you get to the Dakotas, it was very dry. And so when those blue wings left, you know, Prairie, Canada and, and Dakota, they, you know, if they didn't stop in the Texas Panhandle, they made it all the way down the Texas coast. And for the most part, the only water on the landscape was that artificial water that, that hunters were um, pumping up and those individuals had just an absolute spectacular teal season um you know they were literally the only water on the landscape you know as you get really close to that coastal zone you know a, a long hot dry summer really had all of our marshes um near hyper saline very little aquatic foods and so those locations where they had that sweet fresh water was really where it uh, you know the attraction of those birds occurred um and so yeah i did hear that you know kind of a little bit more than normal some of the reservoirs of northeast texas the upper ends of those things and some, some of those creeks had um, a little bit of a bump in hunting success you know that's just a, a sign of a lack of freshwater on the landscape and a lack of places for teal to go during that migration period you know that whole teal season is is full-on migration those birds are moving um as fast as they can and so you know, wherever they can find fresh water, they found it. And I heard some pretty good stories of some of the larger reservoirs in East Texas that had uh, some pretty good uh, days in the upper ends of those lakes and that real shallow water. So, so yeah, it was real hit or miss, unfortunately. Um, if you had good water and good habitat, the birds were there in abundance. Um, I, I, I'm just fearful, and I, I know that there's a lot of people that didn't 
they didn't even have a place to go hunting. And if they did, it was, it was, you know, the conditions were so bad that they didn't see a lot of birds. So our public WMA has probably had one of the worst teal seasons we've ever had. Um, and that's, you know, all of our public WMAs along the coast are right against that coastal zone and that, that area where we, we hope to have fresh water, but we just didn't have it this year. So yeah. unfortunately it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Usually, you know, it seems like, I think we've said it the last several years, that coastal zone going into the season is super dry mm-hmm. and yeah, but you guys been, have yeah. gotten lucky with like a tropical storm that would maybe pick up, uh-huh. or, you know, and you guys pick up right. some rain. It just didn't happen this year, at least during teal season. No, no, just prior to teal season, we had a system move into South Texas. Um, you know, that brush country, you know, typically known for bobwhites and whitetails, mm-hmm. you know, Corpus, Corpus Christi South. Yeah. And um, there's, there's just not a lot of duck hunters out in that landscape. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't hit our really important duck hunting areas uh, like we, we hope. Uh, and so, yeah, that just didn't occur. Now, leading up to the regular season, you guys had some, uh, you guys have had some water, especially even in that yeah. coastal zone. You guys have had some water. How have yeah. things improved? We'll start out down there, um, kind yeah. of leading up to foreshadowing and talking about the regular duck season here. I guess not foreshadowing because it's open. Um, but right. how is that, how has that water changed that habitat down there? Well, it's, it, we've definitely seen improvements um, in a couple different places in the state. Like you said, the coastal zone this past weekend, I was down there all last week uh, for some meetings and going on and pretty much starting um thursday on all the way up until yesterday or maybe even monday it has pretty much been raining non-stop uh, pretty light uh, but consistent rain improvements for sure is all i can say there's some areas that, you know we saw three four five six inches of rain um over that multi-day period um that landscape was really dry those soils were really really uh dry and 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 sucked up a lot of that water but the important part is you know that's that's the beginning of the healing you know you got to start somewhere and uh getting those soils um you know saturated such that you know they, they might not all be ponding water right now but hopefully that next system that really helps uh but it did help a little bit you know our, our coastal wmas have been open for a couple of weeks and um um in that south zone and um, pretty much every single one of them were turning away hunters uh, because we just simply don't have the spots for people to hunt record numbers. You know, some of them a hundred plus hunters were saying we don't have anywhere for you to hunt. And so anything helps right now, anything helps right now. And I, I really haven't heard if that greatly improved or improved at all. If we added any huntable sites since this weekend, um, you know, we are just only two days removed from it. So hopefully we'll know more here in the next day or two, you know, coming into the weekend hunts that hopefully we added a few spots, but um, you know, that's a really good indicator of how things are. If we're turning away a hundred plus hunters um, on our, our wildlife management areas, simply because we just, you know, the only water we have is these saline waters, uh, which aren't really good. And so we're not seeing good hunter success right now. Yeah. Uh, no, how, I'm just curious. How does that impact the, like the redheads out on the base? Like some of the diving ducks that are hitting out there on Laguna Madre. Are yeah. They- I was out in the base system this past weekend with a rod and reel largely in my hand, but uh, didn't see a lot of birds. Didn't see a lot of birds at all. And and the impact to them is the, the proximity of freshwater. And so, you know, they got to visit freshwater at least once, if not two times a day to purge those salt. Uh, the salt that they're getting out of the, the sea grasses that they're foraging on. And, um, you know, if there's not abundant, if there's not fresh water nearby, they're just not going to be in that area. 
you know, that food source is not going to be useful to them because they have to be able to get to fresh water nearby. And so it was pretty, pretty clear in that mid mid coast system that I was in that um, there just wasn't a lot of birds and there wasn't a lot of, um, and I'm assuming that means there's not a lot of fresh water by, nearby. But like I said earlier, that deep South Texas is in real close proximity that got that tropical storm in September. They actually received more rain than anybody this weekend. You know, that Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. Kingsville area going south. Down to like Baffin. All the way down. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's real close proximity, lower Laguna Madre, Baffin Bay, our, you know, the heart of our remaining redhead country. And and so I'm real hopeful that that means that there's some new fresh water on the landscape. Some of those ponds caught water and, and you'll see a direct impact to our redhead population as soon as that um, those two things kind of collide, if you will. If you get fresh water nearby, um, you know, the base system itself, for the most part, it's pretty healthy um, in the eyes of a redhead. You know, they're looking for sea grasses and shoal grasses and, and things like that. And they just need to have that fresh water nearby. So that probably is a huge improvement um, from where we were a couple of weeks ago uh, for, for diving ducks in our base systems. But, but it, you know, going up all the way up into you know, the, the Southeast Texas, you know, Orange County, Beaumont, they're still in record drought, still in record, record drought. And, you know, and that's our highest rainfall counties in the state, you know, north of 60 inches a year. And they're way, way behind right now and, and didn't get a lot of relief this past weekend at all. Yeah. And kind of looking at the forecast there, it looks like there's some rain in the forecast, which is a good thing. Right. Um, I talked to some guys who hunt Southwest Louisiana and uh, they were, you know, they're dry as a bone out there, have been mm-hmm. for a little while. Yeah. I mean, even like you said, you know, some guys didn't even get to hunt teal because it was right. so dry. Yeah. It looks like there's kind of a trough setting up that maybe could pump quite a bit of rain in there, get some precipitation right. and could help right. everybody out. So Yeah, looking at long-term forecasts, we're looking at, especially Southeast and East Texas, we're looking at kind of what you would consider a little bit more normal uh, weather events uh, setting up, you know, some chances of rain, you know, every other day and stuff like that. So hopefully we're seeing a big change. And, you know, as far as Northeast Texas, you know, Dallas, the Louisiana border, we had a really big rain event. Oh man, three weeks ago um, where, you know, a, a significant portion of Dallas and Fort Worth flooded. Um, you know, the one good thing about a dry summer for reservoir type hunters that, you know, is a dominates our northeast texas area is that that receded <laughs> reservoir with a bunch of shoreline exposed is good because that's growing you know foods and terrestrial plants and weeds and grasses and things that are very important so um, with all those reservoirs receded all summer long you know the shoreline's pretty fuzzy and and, and has a lot of kilocalories in it right now and that rain event it didn't cause any flooding in rivers or anything like that but it definitely brought up a majority of those reservoirs in east texas uh just prior to the the opener and so you know some of them went from two three four feet low to either full or just like a half foot low so you know that two three four foot of new water pushed back into that vegetation um really really did help our north north texas opener uh, which was this past saturday and so um yeah that was good and i've heard some decent reports um if anything it just gave us more areas you know more surface water for hunters to hunt and so yeah that was good and then that that correlated very closely with that big front we had last week it you know it wasn't arctic temps by any means but most of the state was in you know 30s 40s and 50s which is uh the first real good push of cold weather that or cool weather we've had for the year and so timing couldn't have been better uh for those two rain events stay tuned to the ducks unlimited podcast 
sponsored by Purina Pro Plan after these messages. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. that slight cold front i know it's a much more drastic cold front way further north but right. did you did you hear any reports of noticing you know some bird movement with that i mean yeah for sure saturday morning um heard some really really good reports from public land from rwmas to public reservoirs you know <laughs> unfortunately all too often we're hearing this this similar pattern of you know saturday morning good sunday morning was terrible um just completely two different sides of the coin the number of birds they saw the number of birds harvested and so it's just that continued uh issue we're seeing with birds are just less and less uh willing to deal with the pressure and they're just intolerant and so you're just yeah saturday morning was great sunday morning was terrible so you know they're just needing rest they're needing you know already just a few days into the season we're needing new birds yeah that's Um, that's scary you know here we are yeah exactly you know here we are looking north hoping for weather hoping for rain um you know the thing that brings birds to east texas is is rain events Mm -hmm. it's water you know we don't have you know a bunch of agricultural crops like kansas and nebraska and and arkansas has to, to bring birds there that brings that kilocalorie on the landscape that energy on the landscape that birds would just go sit in a pond and fly out to a field everything that comes to east texas and central texas has to make a living in the water at which it swims and so it's those rain events that big rain events where we're flooding you know new habitat where either you know you have that overbank flood event in our rivers like sulfur the red the uh, sabine the trinity you know all these very very important rivers when they get out of their banks that's when we get that huge push of ducks that we, you know, are used to in Northeast Texas. And because um, that's when we got new foods on the landscape, new foods exposed to ducks. And until we get that event, you know, we're going to continue to be looking north, hoping something happens, you know, like freeze events further north and things like that. And so that's kind of what we're hoping for now. Yeah. And I think, you know, having those pretty much same conversations with, you know, other state agency biologists and, you know, Arkansas is very similar in a sense that as soon as they start getting shot at, they don't stick around for very much longer. So no, if there's not, if there's not places for them to go get away and, you know, relax and hide and, uh, you know, a dry year, certainly, especially for those that have water, you know, you see increases in success, mm-hmm. uh, but they got to be really, really, they got to walk lightly. They got to tread lightly when it comes to how they're hunting the birds to keep them in the landscape. But if, you know, opening day comes along and every little puddle, there's a gun in the blind, um, that's when you see landscape level exodus by ducks. You know, they just kind of, they, like, we're not tolerating it. And so they'll go hide wherever they can hide, you know, stop ponds and or, you know, completely leave the, the landscape for a while. And so if we get those big rain events and there's a ton of habitat on the landscape, that's when 
you can get a little more aggressive with the hunting and, and hunt multiple days in a row and see success multiple days in a row. And so, yeah, we, we need, we need rain. We need it bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a story all throughout, you know, the South right now, everyone's really needing some rain. You know, one thing I was going to ask you, are you, did you see any geese or hear from anybody reporting any geese, whether it's light geese or specks or even the Canada's up North that kind of trickle in up there? Are you guys starting to see those yet? Uh, starting, but you know, the Texas goose situation is mm-hmm. pretty bleak right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're sitting on the lowest goose estimates we've ever had, uh, you know, a year removed from that. We're sitting on the lowest harvest estimates for geese we've ever had. We're sitting on a year removed from the lowest number of goose hunters we've ever had. You know, it's largely driven by the things happening on the Texas coast and that, that historic landscape. With that being said, you know, it is a different story as you move up into the rolling plains and the high plains where we have, you know, big concentrations of white-fronted geese north of Abilene and Knox and Haskell County and then, you know, the Playa Wetlands and you know, the cackling Canada geese that we have up here, um, they are trickling in. Uh, we have marked, you know, telemetry uh, marked birds, both white fronts and cackling geese. Um, they have started trickling into the, the state and returning to the areas in which they were caught last year. And, and so that, that is occurring. Uh, very, very few birds have been showing up on the Texas coast yet. So, I mean, there's, there's birds, um, but definitely late, but very few. Some rumors of some enormous concentrations of birds in Kansas right now, especially white-fronted geese. But the cackling geese, they're on time. They're doing their thing in the panhandle. They're, they're showing up. Even some, some some light geese, you know, typically Ross geese in this part of the world um, in the panhandle, they're, they're sh- starting to show up. But, um, you know, been on my phone, been on the phone today with my colleagues in the Dakotas, and they're in, they're out spraying weeds right now. Yeah, you know, the week before Thanksgiving, and it's 65 degrees, so pretty unprecedented warming trend for that part of the world. But looking at long-term forecasts, right around Thanksgiving, it looks like things are going to lock up for them as well. Yeah, you know, they had that early cold and locked up pretty good across most of North Dakota. Big blizzard came through there. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're in business," and then it opened back up. But that's typically how it yeah, is. It right back up. And, you know, that was kind of the last thing I'll, I'll ask you here. You know, last year in, during the season, I'll be honest, the guys I know who hunt in Texas, there was a lot of grumbling there throughout December. They were still warm. They were still dry. And they're, you know, my phone's blowing up with these guys. They're talking to me. But I'll tell you what, come about January 3rd last year, you got they got a bunch of rain. And I never okay. got another phone call because <laughs> those guys <laughs> did awesome. Yeah. You know, they finished their yeah. season really strong. So, you know, is that yeah. something that you're kind of hoping for once again, you know, for Texas? Well, hunters? I hope it comes earlier. Yeah. I hope it comes earlier. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, January yeah. 3rd, most of the season's over. So, yeah, we need those big rain events. It's not just about, you know, getting the, the cold weather and, and freezing pe- ponds and rivers and things north of us. It's that big rain event that is so attractive um, to waterfowl. And you'll see huge movements the second that starts happening. Um, and not just from the north. We're, we're talking about attracting ducks from the east and the west. Those are the things that we need, and and hopefully we can start getting some of that. We need those floods in Northeast Texas. We need that entire coastal uh, complex uh, from the the bay system all the way into the the marshes, into the rice prairies, to start getting water on the landscape like immediately to to kind of keep us going for this season. Otherwise, I think we're going to be looking at a, a very frustrating season for many, as uh, you know we we move into. I mean, like I said, you know, uh, just a few days into the season, we're already w- wishing for new ducks. 
and um, that's that is not common and that is not something we like to be doing right now well with luck we'll have our fingers crossed here i know um having that landscape level water is really um i know it you know it but it's you know hard to get across to some of listeners even that you know that landscape level water is beneficial for everyone and the ducks right. so Absolutely. hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and you guys will get that anything else you want to mention in regards to texas waterfowl while i got you on here well, not really things are um you know just complicated and moving along and, and we're gonna we're gonna keep keep on trucking and doing some really cool research and continue to mark some of these tackling geese as they get here and finishing up some really cool pintail research and so yeah there's just a lot of cool stuff going on right now awesome well maybe we can get you on here at some point in the next few months or once you guys wrap up that pintail research i'd love to hear about it yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great plan. Cool. All right, Kevin, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. And we'll probably reach out to you once. I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch that weather. Wait till you guys just get dumped on with a bunch of rain throughout the yes, whole sir. state. And I'm going to call you and we just want nothing but good news. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thank you, Chris. I'd like to thank my guest, Kevin Cry, the Texas Waterfowl Program Leader, for coming on today and just providing a little update right now on what the habitat and hunting looks like across the entire state of Texas. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining me on DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.